If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Welcome to the Horror Hangout, a podcast where two bearded film fans watch the 50 best horror movies ever and then talk about them. My name is Luke Condor with Kate, and I'm joined by my regular co-host, Mr. Mr. Ben Errington. How's it going, Mr. Ben Errington? You it's alright, Mr. Mr. Quandor, and the devil are you? Not too bad, got some tea, my beard's growing got back a little tea. bit. Got some tea. Yeah, um, that's good. Mine's growing back a little bit as well, I shaved it to within an inch of its life. Yeah? Uh, yeah, and I've got some H2O, delicious. Delicious H2O. Um, yeah, man. So this is going to be a bit of a different episode. This I'm not going to be talking about any specific episode this time. We're we're coming on to the final ten, and I figured it might be nice to have a quick look back and just uh, have a little chin wag before we dive into the, the, the <coughs> have a stretch. nostalgic look back. Yeah, fifty fifty episodes. Well, yeah. fifty fifty one now, but fifty episodes of. Horror movie goodness. Yeah. Did you think maybe we would have got bored at some point? Maybe like 20 in, we'd have been like, nah, this ain't for me. We, we <laughs> you, perse- can't really, we, you can't really stop at that point. Like We've persevered. Yeah. No, um, there's been like a, you know, like a couple of weeks where like you might just be tired from other stuff. And it's like, <laughs> this is like the, the other thing to do. I've got to, watch a, I've got to watch a movie that yeah. maybe you're not even looking forward to that much. Like some of them like... Like, I don't know, like, you know, when you've got a big stack of things to watch and then like, um, sometimes the, the horror hangout one just isn't calling out to you, but the, like something else, something brand new is or, or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I know what you mean. Sometimes it's a bit of a slog yeah. to watch it. There've definitely been a, a handful of films, which have been a bit of a slog that I've watched in like more than one, two sittings. Yeah. How many, what's, more... the, what's the most amount of sittings you've seen one of these films in? Oh God. I think I don't know if I could say, but probably like three or four, I reckon. Wow, F four. That's <laughs> four, four. I don't remember what, what that might have been. One of the older ones. Yeah, I think I just watched like a bit and then watched a bit another day and then yeah. carried on like that. 
Um, I can't remember exactly what one it was, but I'll tell you the the place where I've kind of realised one of my favourite ways to watch films now, and this is this is going to sound ludicrous to like people who are like it's got to be on the big screen or, or nothing. And when I'm on the bus or the tram, I get the film up on my laptop, put my headphones in, and and watch it that way with, with it in my lap. And it's like nearly yeah, yeah. nearly pressed into my face, but there's something really engrossing about watching yeah. something that way. Because when when you watch it on public transport, other people do look as well. Yeah. If you're watching something particularly yeah. gruesome, or you know, there's a little bit of a sexual bit in it. Yeah. You can feel eyes on you, and you're like. <laughs> there's a so I remember I was watching Psycho, a bit of Psycho like that, um, and I remember people looking over, and I was like, yeah, I'm the kind of person who watches black and white movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'll watch a black and white movie on the on the tram. You're gonna judge me, are yeah. you? Well, yeah. screw you. Go back to your RuPaul's Drag Race. Although I can't really say that because I watch Ross Trangress all the time. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, so you just look like a, you look like a crazy kook. Yeah. But um, like something about watching something that way, um, maybe it's, just, it's super difficult to get the phone out as well. And it's just like, just, you know, focus on the film. Yeah. I, so I don't, when, you're, when you're like in a tight fit, like on a mega bus or something, yeah. and you've got, you've got your laptop on your lap, and the screen's kind of like almost folded to like mm. leaning towards you a little bit, so yeah. you're kind of a bit like you got a hunch over as well, so you can see everything. Probably. And when the person in front of you pulls the chair back, they press the button yeah. and they go, "Oh my god, break my fucking screen!" <laughs> Screams just absolutely <laughs> splitting out. Yeah. yeah, I was watching uh, last the last film I watched on a mega bus mm. or on any public transport was Predator Two, and I remember looking, I remember feeling <laughs> eyes on me, and I turned around and there was like an older alien. Woman. It was an alien. It was an older woman. Yeah. And she was watching it like with absolutely no... Do you know, sometimes if you look at someone's screen and they look at you, you kind of look away and go, shit, sorry. I've sorry, yeah. There. I do that with <laughs> people's books. Like, I always want to see what they're reading. Yeah. And then if they ever catch me, I go... Oh, what's that? Up on the ceiling? <laughs> just like casually she... pointing... To... Oh, no, it's gone. <laughs> yeah. But she, she didn't care. She just carried on watching it. She didn't flinch. If she, she started on... mouthing the lines... Yeah, with, yeah. with the film, that'd be funny. It turned out she just absolutely loved Danny Glover. Yeah, who doesn't they? Oh, exactly. Yeah, but that for a long time I preferred Predator Two to Predator One. I think, that was, I think that's the one I had on video, so that's what I rewatched over and over and over again. And I liked, yeah. you know, the last bit where there's literally the I like the bit where the alien, sorry, the Predator gets his um, he like cuts his arm or something. I can't remember. He gets the little crystal goop. Yeah. That bit's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And I like the the ship at the end. And it's got all the schools, and it's like, wow, yeah. wow, expanded universe, man. My ten year old imagination is exploding. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, before we get into the sort of the, the look back, um, have you done any of the guts and stuff? The look back. Hey, you're just looking back at all the nostalgic. Uh, <laughs> all right, you know, I, I haven't done any horror guffs this week. I know this this is becoming a really, a really. But you watched like, Tremors. Rep- repetitive. Yeah, I did. You, yeah. you know, you know my life better than me. Yeah. Uh, I did watch Tremors. Yep. Uh, we've been me a couple of a couple of friends. We've been doing like a weekly uh, movie night where we mm. watch like a film from like usually the nineties or our childhood um, and yeah. introduce it to the other two. Um, so we've done like so far we've done like Training Day, Point Break, uh, Point Hollow Break. Man, Hollow Man. Oh uh, yeah, never Kevin so, Bacon classic. Yeah. So so we got we got discussing Kevin Bacon. And yeah. We were like, we can oh, let's watch Tremors. And, you know, Tremors, Tremors, Tremors is pretty great. I've, I think I've only ever seen the first one. I'm, I think there's five now. Yeah, I don't think you really need... Oh, they're, they're making a TV show. I think Kevin Bacon's company is producing it, I oh. believe. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're making a TV show. And uh, I think Kevin Bacon's going to be in it. As, as far is as he? 
Yeah. Wow. Amazing. But yeah, Trap- but, I mean, is like when you think of like creature feature B movies, like I don't know, it's up, it's up there for me. Like, I really enjoy watching it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tra- Tremors is great. I'd like to see the others just to see what other ridiculous stuff they do with it. Um, yeah. do you, well, Kev- Kevin's middle name is Norwood. Kevin yeah. Norwood Bacon. I thought it was Canadian. You thought it was Canadian? Kevin Canadian <laughs> Bacon. Kevin Canadian Bacon. Everyone loves a bit of Canadian Bacon. Delicious. Maple. Mr. Maple Maple-y. Bacon. Yum, yum, yum. Um, I watched a film called Cold Hell, which um, so Shudder with this uh, little... Uh, horror streaming service I'm on um, they do like exclusive like the same way Netflix does but it tends to be like weird little horror film festival finds that they've, that they've stumbled across and obviously Netflix isn't going to pick them up but Shudder is and a lot yeah. of a lot of them are like not great <laughs> like they're, they're okay but they're, like, they're not the kind of I'd, I'd rather just watch sort of like um, you know more classic horror film stuff than, than these sort of more film festival horror finds but Cold Hell yeah. was, was like really good. It was um so it's an Austrian film about um a Muslim girl who witnesses like a, a slasher serial killer uh killing someone and then the serial killer starts to come after her. But oh. she turned out to be like a full on cage fighting beast of a Muslim woman. So she starts oh, right. hunting him. <laughs> yeah, it's like it is pretty good. So she starts hunting him. Yeah, it turns into like a bit of a you know you watch like um Korean Revenge yeah, it sounds, films. It sounds like yeah. um, what's it called? Uh, uh, I saw I, the devil. Yeah, so it's got a similar sort of vibe to that. But uh, I was really impressed. I was uh, surprised at how how good it was actually. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. So recommended that. You've given it. I'm just checking. You've given it a solid four, four out of five stars. Yes, four out of five. I mean, um, it's not as you know high budget as a sort of Netflix original, but if you can look past the strings in the sellotape then you're yeah i'm thinking about thinking about possibly going to see unsane this week the iphone Uh, movie yeah so the iphone movie made by steven soderbergh is that right soderbread soderbread um soderbergh but you like the last few things i mean i saw logan lucky really didn't like that um i I don't know anything about soderbergh i don't think i can't think of any what was, what, the big, oh yeah, Ocean, okay, yeah. Ocean's that, yeah. Eleven and stuff. Uh, Aaron Brockovich, um, yeah. stuff like that. You know what I mean? Neither of those are particularly vibe with Mike. that much. I've not seen it. <laughs> I remember Louis Ferru, uh, not Louis Ferru, Louis C.K. We, I don't know how much we could talk about his jokes now, but um, <laughs> he had this amazing bit in one of his shows when he said he'd never seen the end of Magic Mike because he's pretty sure it ended with him gay. <laughs> <laughs> well. Well, I've never seen it either, so I couldn't possibly say. Yeah. I do know it's got Kevin Nash in it of, of, of really. uh, WCW yeah. and WWE fame. I've heard loads of bad things about Kevin Nash. Like, there's loads of YouTube videos about how he screws people over and, and stuff. I, I don't know much yeah. about it, but I'm not, I'm not sure. I've seen I've seen some interviews of him. He seems yeah. like a he seems like a bit of a douche, but like he knows he's a douche. So, well, yeah. he, he's he's also in The Punisher. I guess the Thomas Jane one or. Yeah, he's like a sort of weird sailory guy who gets beat up. What? Like a villain. They got, do you remember the horrible, brutal fight in, in um, Punisher's apartment? In Is Frank Castle's apartment? Punisher Warzone. Thomas, or is Thomas, it? No, no, okay, Thomas, yeah, yeah. Thomas Jane. Yeah. He has a brutal fight with a guy, he gets thrown through a wall. Yeah. Like, uh, is that Kevin Nash? Yeah. It's Kevin Nash, yeah. Yeah, I do remember that actually. I remember although the, the, the Warzone <laughs> one, you know, never got particularly like well reviewed. It was I loved it. It was like so brutal. <laughs> 
So yeah, bad. he was proper over the top, like skulls getting caved in, all of that. It's a bit like I think he punched someone in the head, and the head yeah. sort of caved in, like uh, yeah. the skull crushed it. And there was a, a guy doing a parkour somersault over a building, and he got shot with a bazooka. <laughs> 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 I don't remember that, but that does sound great. <laughs> it's insane. Parkour, parkour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I've got some um, look, list of little topics or something that we could probably just jump into now. Um, and then we have we got some stats after that. Yeah, Andy, so, so, we're, so we're gonna do like a so we're gonna nostalgia a nostalgic look back at yeah. the all the films we've watched so far. Yeah. And how they've affected us as film people. fans, yeah. horror fans, beard people, owners. beard owners. Yeah. Well beard own, on, <laughs> I own the beard, the beard owns me. Yeah. Uh yeah. And just talk about, you know, because I think when you go into doing something like this, like you think you know horror and you think you know all these films or what mm. your opinion's gonna be of them. But so, there have been some surprises, some like real struggles, and yeah. some films I guess that we that are revered as as classics that maybe we weren't so hung up on. Yeah. So and okay. also, well, also a weird sort of order for the list and uh, the appearance of some films where we're like, really? <laughs> Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, there was one, um, The Ring Two, which yeah. has got to have been a mistake. Yeah, we're pretty sure it's a mistake. But we yeah. we will need to take it up with Empire to see if yeah. it was a mistake. Or it's just some rogue guy working there who's like, I'm going to really throw a spanner in the works yeah. here. Yeah, I bet he puts uh, cucumber in his custard. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. It's like a little like uh, thing that shouldn't belong. And he, yeah. just because he... Uh, hey, uh, it's because I'm kooky, man. Yeah. Okay, so the first topic, um, favorite discovery. So film you'd never seen before. That you watched and you were like, Ooh, that was uh, surprisingly tasty. Yeah, well, I was trying to remember which, because there, there have definitely been a few times in this podcast where I've mm. you've said to me, have you seen this film before? And I've said yes, like, just because I wasn't quite sure. I think this might have been yeah. one of them. Um, but yeah, I think my favorite discovery of the list so far is probably Audition, the one that had sort of the longest lasting effect on me. That's that's one of mine as well, like because just it sticks with me so much, that, especially those final scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, so initially, so when we watched it, I think I'm not sure my rating for it initially was a B, hmm. but I think it is like super effective. I mean, I love sort of um, Asian cinema, um, not so not so much horror though. Usually, usually I kind of steer clear of like the sort of Asian, Asian horrors because I find them being a bit, especially like the ghosty stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this 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 one sort of like really really stuck with me and a lot of the visuals and I told a lot of people about it since when we were talking. What's a good what's a good uh, freaky film? Because I mean, it's one of the first yeah. torture, torture porn films, isn't it? Yeah. So um, it's definitely my favorite discovery and something that I would like to go back. I think and when, check you, out when again. you yeah we, we did an episode a while back about like horror moments that will stay with us and it's always those the, the ones that really stay with you the ones that really get to you like the ones yeah. that really freak you out or genuinely scare you mm-hmm. and this one is like you know we, we talk about like uh people talk about chasing the dragon <clears> like you see you see so many horror films you, they start to lose their sort of effectiveness on you a little bit yeah audition had the had the, the effect still like it was just so shocking yeah, had that sort of creepy, like that yeah. cold feeling in your chest, and the guy drinking the vomit and everything, and like, the oh, guy yeah, in I the bag. That. Yeah, it's insane. That was, that was delicious. The tongue flap, flapping on the floor like a fish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was. You could see. I, I could see how it had like inspired a lot of a lot of um, 
modern films as well, especially like Western cinema with yeah. like the the shock factor stuff. So yeah, that one's my probably my favourite discovery I think so far. Well, I, well, I've I've put down let the right one in, but like <laughs> audition in brackets because I've seen I've seen Let Me In, which is the American remake, and I remember yeah. thinking that was pretty good. I was surprised by how good that was. And then I watched this one. I was like, let the right one in is I don't know. Far superior. Yeah, it's just a really, really solid like film. I think um <clears throat> So I'm not a big vampire fan. Not, I've never seen Near Dark. I've never seen a lot of these sort of, you know, The Lost Boys I've never bothered about. So vampires no. are never really sort of anything I'm that bothered about. But let the right one in. It's got that, that sort of a bit of a Guillermo del Toro sort of child fantasy sort of thing going to it, but going with it, but it's a little bit more mature in the story it's telling yeah. and uh it's like a fairy tale isn't it? yeah exactly yeah and then it's got like the amazing moments like at the end where um basically they drown him <laughs> like these bullies are gonna like you know do something to him and um and then she comes in at the end to save him it's just yeah it's a really good film yeah yeah i mean I, i'd seen it i've seen it a couple of times before and mm. i'm pretty sure i've seen let me in as well but so, i can't like when I think I can't when I think of the story, I can't quite picture in it. Is it Chloe Moretz? Yeah. So this, you know how let the right yeah. one in is blue and white, and it's got that kind of color palette. Let me yeah. in was yellow. Like there's a lot of like um, oh, right. old like um, halogen street lamps. Hmm. Yeah. Remember yeah I, don't remember, I don't. I don't remember. It must be well. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's a good choice. Okay. So uh, aftertaste. So a film that you loved at the time. But maybe left a bit of a. Actually, what is oh, that? Oh, the yuck! Um, yeah. Do you know what? Like, there might have been a few from the main list, but the one that sticks out to me was was like a bonus episode we did, because at the time I think it was only like maybe like a week after we'd seen it, or maybe even less than that. So my choice for the dirty, horrible, yucky aftertaste is uh, Alien Covenant, which I gave a B plus when we watched it. Um, I was I was pretty into it, but since then, like I've had I've had next to no desire to like rewatch it. Yeah. Um, but since then, like I've sort of been reading stuff, yeah. watching videos, sort of like about it, and I just realised like it is just a really like kind of boring film. And I think like my my love for the Alien franchise kind of yeah. like it kind of overpowered like my actual realization that it was a pretty crappy film with no, with no, with no real plot. And like, it kind of just went over all the same old ground that all the alien films had gone over. Um, I think I just liked it because it was like, Oh, it's a soundtrack. Oh, look, it's Michael Fassbender. Oh no. And yeah, since then I've just realized like, no, it's not that great. And I remember at the time being quite an advocate of the film and sort of saying, nah, it's fine. Like it's getting all these bad reviews, but I mean, it's, it's absolutely fine. Yeah. But no, unfortunately it like on, in hindsight, the film was like falling apart, like a old dry cracker. <laughs> yeah. Um, weirdly, that's one that I, when I, I think back, I didn't, I didn't really enjoy it. Amazingly. I think I gave it a C ish C plus or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so it was good, but not, not amazing. Um, but then I watched, a YouTube video and a guy was basically telling you why it's a good film. And he was yeah. shooting out these, these like points about how it's like, um, it's a, a sort of a Dr. Frankenstein sort of story. Um, with Michael Fassbender being the, yeah. Um, and he had all these points that really made sense. And was like, actually, I don't think it's a great film, but like, mm-hmm. it is more to it than I initially 
was given to it. It just, I feel like this would, because I, I like Prometheus as well. I like Prometheus. I actually but like I Prometheus like, as well. But I feel like where, where, where the film starts and where the film wants to go, it goes through so many different complicated steps to get there. Yeah. It just, it's, it feels like every step feels like it's just been jammed in there just, just for the sake of getting the film from A to B. This Alien it Covenant or Prometheus? Both, really. Yeah. Because we're, it's supposed to be the origin of the Xenomorph. Yeah. And we just get like, well, this, <clears throat> this thing happened and then it crossbred with this and then this freak occurrence happened and then suddenly there's the alien. Yeah. And then this one is kind of a bit more of that. It's just like origins, man. Like, <laughs> do we need, do we need so many origins? Like, I, I don't know if we do. Like, like you do because you feel like really, you feel curious about where these things came from. But once you actually get the origin, you're like, well, it kind of ruins the mystery both. of it. It kind of ruins the mystery and it kind yeah. of ruins the, the idea everything. of the space jockey in the first one. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, what? Like, there's the what, potential the possibilities of what that is. And it's like, and now, yeah. And now you watch back the first alien and you know what the space jockey is and you're like, well. So David killed everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. The thing is, there's a bit at the end of Prometheus, spoilers yeah. for Prometheus um, and Alien Covenant here. There's a bit at the end of Prometheus. Um, well, not at the end of Prometheus, mm. but obviously carrying on from Prometheus into Alien Covenant, where you see the ship drop this like chemical weapon on the space jockey planet, yeah. which seems to just be like one, one Colosseum. Yeah. Like, there, there's yeah a whole that's, other planet. That annoyed me about it. That's one there's of my a big, whole other yeah. planet, but there's no one else on that planet. They're like a super it, advanced planet as well. And they, yeah. they're living like, like a, almost like a, just a tribal. Just imagine a yes. film where those two landed on that planet with those space jockeys. Like it could have been so much more interesting. Yeah, and obviously yeah. just, just killing off um, Elizabeth Shaw. That was her name, wasn't it? Yeah, um, yeah, like a really horrific way a, as well. In a really horrific way, off screen and not really like as an afterthought. That's one of the reasons I don't like Alien Free is because yeah, just the no. way they sort of kill kill off character. Newt and um, what's his name? Uh, what's his name? Bishop. No, the um, Bishop. The uh, no, oh, I can't believe I've forgotten. Um, but yeah, they kill off like major mm. characters off screen with like no fanfare, and it just feels like a disservice to that yeah. character, and it just yeah on in on. on in hindsight, it's it's like, well, why make those choices? Yeah. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So, uh, so I still, I still think Cat People is one of the best films <laughs> on the list. But I went in with an A plus, or was it an A minus? It was, it was way high. Properly blew my load. And that was like the fourth episode we did. I was like, I probably should have reined that in a bit. But I'd, I'm still maintaining that it's a good film. I would say, in, in the the other way, and I have to tell you something like, that's getting better the more I think about it, is Day of the Dead. Because I'd never seen that before. And um, at the time, I was a little bit like, I don't know, there's something kind of cheesy about it and stuff. But now that sort of cartoonish, comic booky nature is like the thing I'm really enjoying when I think back about it. And I still think about the bit where the, the guy, uh, when all of the zombies sort of get into the base they're running around causing havoc and the, the guy's screaming uh, and they're sort yeah. of ripping him apart and his vocal cords tighten and his scream yeah. gets higher pitched I still think that's that's one of the most genius yeah. like kills I've that ever seen genius. yeah you know there's an absolutely god awful remake that's been released like yeah I'm not going to watch it I don't think um, oh no definitely yeah. not but it, it, it just seemed to just appear like yeah. I, it was like oh it's out now and it's been absolutely slated so probably yeah. absolutely no need to to watch it at all, um, but yeah, the bit with the vocal cords was for blood, was bloodlines, right, or something like that. Don't they? Yeah, something like that, yeah. and they've like recast like everybody, including the um, zombie. Yeah. Where... Did you ever watch the Night of the Living Dead remake? So yeah. the, the Dawn of the Dead, you know, remake was the big hitter, yeah. and that did really well. I think I may have watched the Night of the Living Dead remake. I think but I, think I saw the Night of the Dead remake before I saw the original. Really? It was like nine, okay, yeah. nine, it was like nineties, wasn't it? Yeah, early nineties or something. Yeah, yeah. Now, now I think about it, I do wonder if the version that I saw, because I think I was quite young, was the remake or the original. Because but I wouldn't say so young. They both would have made, you know, would have blended together. Was yeah. it like shot for shot remake? It pretty much. Or... Yeah, it was very very similar. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know then. Um. Okay. So best rewatch. So a film you've watched before. You know, even many times, but like for some reason, coming to watch it again now, you're like, ah, that is that is good. That is very good. <laughs> right, you you go first. Okay, <laughs> you go first because um, I misunderstood the question. So, oh, what did, uh, what did you I, think I, the question I, was? I thought it was like best rewatches in like you want to watch it again. So oh, okay, well, um, uh, you you give me okay. your answer and I'll and I'll and I'll tell you mine. Okay, cool. So well, I got two. The one the one I mentioned earlier with Psycho. Watched a yeah. little bit of it on on the laptop and then I watched the rest of it on the big screen at home. Um I I watched that film so long ago, but I've kind of just sort of um with Hitchcock you kind of just think I don't know, like it's an older film, like it's gonna be a little bit of a boring watch, but it was just it was just really well paced and really sort of strong. I'm surprised by how engrossing it was. But the one I really think I've enjoyed the most in the rewatch is American Werewolf in London. Yeah. Um I think that's gonna be my choice as well. Yeah. That's such yeah. a, I don't know why I sort of don't hold that in higher regard than I actually do because it's such a fun, insane film. Yeah, yeah. So, so we gave that A's across the board, A, yeah. and you gave it an A, A minus when we when we watched that. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. one of those films like I've probably seen it like half a dozen times, um, which probably don't seem like that many times, but each yeah. time it kind of like gives me something new. Or like everything kind of feels like quite fresh. Yeah, yeah. And it all and the, the the sort of effect of that transformation scene. I mean, it still it still gets me, and they're still like super creepy 
horrible stuff. And the, the humor running throughout it is the great. Music, well. The music's solid as well. Bad Moon yeah. Rising, bit of CCR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so good. Um, and also, like, the fact that, like, um, I know London a bit more now. I think, so this is the first time I watched it since I lived in London. And I'm like, now we, we were saying, talking about how the tube station uh, is yeah. exactly the same. It was insane just seeing it. It's like traveling through yeah. time. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, so what? So in terms of the other way you took the question, what was the film you were looking forward to? Did you have an the, answer for that? Well, the, the, uh, the, the other film that I sort of said best rewatch, I kind of thought I misread it, so I thought it was a film you want to watch again. Yeah. And the reason I want to watch this again is simply because like it start, it went mad at like award ceremonies, which was obviously Jordan Peele's Get oh, Out. Oh, yeah, yeah. And because I saw that like quite early on in its cinema run, like yeah. I didn't, I didn't watch it with like um, with like a keen eye for like, yeah. What was do you know what I mean? What was going to be obviously it won best original screenplay. Yeah. I went I went into it watching it as if it was another just any other um was it it's Blum, Blumhouse. Yeah. Any other Blumhouse picture. Any yeah. other Blumhouse picture. I didn't watch it thinking it was gonna it was like an award winner or something like that or an Oscar nominated yeah. film. So I would like to watch it again just to take it in from that perspective as well. Yeah. Yeah. I I. Uh... <clears throat> I remember. I don't think I saw any buzz about it before I watched it, and I remember watching it thinking that was a really solid. What did we? What did we rate it? So you rated um, Get Out an A minus, and I went for a B plus. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to watch it again. Actually, yeah. Is it? Is it coming back on the cinema or something? I don't know. I, <clears> I don't know. I'm back, sure you could. But... Sure, you could watch it on the, yeah. anywhere back of a van. <laughs> okay. Um, biggest disappointment. The film maybe you were looking forward to getting into and you're like this is the it seems like I'm choosing all the films which we did as like special mentions but um, yeah. the biggest disappointment for me was just based on all the hype surrounding it yeah. and like, like the trailer and everything it just looked like it was going to be the artwork like a modern the logo. day yeah, yeah, yeah the artwork the yeah. logo <laughs> I thought it was going to be like a modern day take on the thing yeah. and then I watched it and I was like well that was kind of naff and that's The Void which we which we yeah. reviewed quite early on in the in the life of the podcast, did we not? Yeah, I think so. Um, what did we... Actually, maybe like... Well, did, what did we rate that one? Yeah. So you gave it a C and I gave it a C minus, but I might even go lower than that if I had to I re- think so. Now, re- like, score. getting an idea of, like... Now we've seen so many of these things. Yeah. I think The Void is probably one of the lowest. <laughs> like, like, in one my of head... Lowest on the inter- yeah, in my head, it just reminds me... This just feels like a sort of... One of those sci-fi made-for-TV movie- movies. Yeah. It's really bad, because obviously a lot of the creature effects are really good. Mm. Um, but it's just, like, story-wise, it's just, like... Yeah. Um, there's not really anything going on at all, is there? I don't think... Because me and you hyped it up so much, we are like, have you seen this trailer? Oh, my God, yeah, we got to watch this. Oh, God, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And then when it came to watching it, it was like, eh... S- smelled so great, but the taste, you know, wasn't wasn't all there. Like, I mean, um, it smelled delicious, but it tasted like shit. I preferred um, Jack Frost to The Void. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Jack Frost, I actually thought was a really surprisingly good film. Yes. Um, like, well, not good. I wouldn't say it's good. Do you know what? That might have been a film that I watched in like about four sittings. Did you? Simply because I think like I could never constitute sitting down and watching it. <laughs> like I was just like, I've got other things to do. Yeah. Like people walking in, what are you watching? Well, well, don't ask me, just watch. I think it's funny um, you go in with such low expectations and it's just like it knows that you can't hit low expectations, but it's so so funny. What's the uh what's the shark film that we did called again? Very recently. Deep Blue Sea? I keep we're gonna say Deep Rising, but I think that's that's something else I've seen. Um, so Deep Blue Sea, I think that was way better than The Void as well. 
Oh yeah, miles better. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, Deep Blue Sea is great. I love Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> um, <coughs> okay, so oh yeah, you know what? I'm disappointed a little bit by the um, the Universal films. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think I kind of. I think I even gave them like a fairly generous grades as well. But the more I think about it, the more I think they're kind of like they just aged. I don't know. But I, I really enjoyed Dr. Caligari. So the Universal film just didn't have the same sort of uh, lasting effect for me. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. They just that was the thing. When you could tell what you could tell what they were, they're great films, but yeah, not really stood the test of time. As I think we mentioned in previous episodes, it's it just I think it just depends. Yeah. When you grew up and when you saw the classic era of horror for yourself, yeah, and what and what constitutes like a great horror film, like if you grew up being much younger and those were the first horror films you saw, yeah, though those elements you would constitute a great horror film for you. I do wonder. So, people who love those films, they grew up in the I don't know, grew up in the sixties or seventies, and they love the twenties and thirties. The sort of that era. One of my favorite decades of horror, which we'll go into in a minute, is like the seventies, eighties, that sort of period. I do wonder if people growing up now are going to look back at the nineties, noughties, and think they were the, you know, years that they really. Yeah, knew. probably. Um, yeah, because that's just the way it works, isn't it? Like, yeah, you'd probably be more likely to watch like current horror films as you grow up, more so than the older ones. Yeah, it's only as you get older and become a film like bit of a film fan that you start looking back at the older stuff, realizing how much good stuff's out there. Yeah. So the last one before we go into the stats, then. So um, favorite decade of horror? <clears throat> um, well, I don't know if this like marries up to the stats, but mm. I think my favorite decade of horror is the eighties, just because it's got some of my favorite horror films, yeah, uh, ever in it. So like uh, American Werewolf, which yeah, was eighty one, yeah. um, and then. A film that's not on the list, The Fly, is one of my favorite horror films. Yeah. Uh, the Thing, um, The Shining. Alien is nineteen seventy nine, so kind of. Yeah. Yeah, but the the eight is for me again because that was the those as I was when I was growing up those that was the decade I was watching the mm. most horror films from. <clears throat> so I think it was a good decade for horror because it was like it started to get real, real gory, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think um it's definitely between the 70s and 80s like yeah that that those two decades were you know have all of the, the great ones in but um it, i think it, like the 70s are a bit more sort of like psychedelic see that's um, why i think i maybe prefer the 70s <clears throat> if, if i'm looking at like um as a patchwork quilt i don't think all these the individual films themselves hold as as big a sort of value as me when I think about how weird the sort of ver- so like Wicker Man is insane, yeah. um, the tone don't of look. Don't Look Now is insane. Texas yeah. Chainsaw is like a it's um a very specific weird. Yeah, Suspiria. Suspiria seventy seven. Yeah, those sort of films. I think um, and I, it's, it's the same with like seventies music as well. Like seventies music, I've always enjoyed to sort of mm-hmm. dig around in than than the eighties stuff, but um. Yeah, I mean, the seventies was a lot more of a, a bit more of a mind fuck, whereas the eighties is like, look at all this blood, look at all the pins in the face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now you mentioned the fly as well. I'm thinking, oh, that Cronenberg stuff was. Well, we'll have to we'll have to do an episode on the fly because it's not on the list. So yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, so we're gonna jump into stats into the stats. Andy 
Conduit Turner, he's been on the show many times. He's also known as Mr. Spreadsheets. And he um he's he's been keeping like this uh, Excel spreadsheet of all the films and, and the grades and that kind of thing. It's actually quite amazing how much <laughs> how much work he's put into it. Um so he's put together a little rundown. Hey guys, Andy here. Congratulations on fifty episodes. I'm here with some uh, very interesting and exciting, as I'm sure everyone will agree, stats about the show so far. So, over 50 episodes, you've actually only rated 49 movies. You didn't rate a movie on the episode where you covered Season 2 of Stranger Things, or the Christmas episode, or the episode where you guys talked about your top 10 horror moments that stick with you. That is balanced out by the fact on two occasions you've talked about more than one movie. The double bill you did of Ring 1 and 2, and the double bill of Frankenstein movies, which you did in one thing because uh, pretty sure you expected them to be, be a bit old and shit. The 49 movies in question are of course 40 movies from Empire's Top 50 list, and to date 9 guest appearances, which in no particular order were The Void, Alien Covenant, Get Out, Deep Blue Sea, 13 Ghosts, the new version of Stephen King's It, Gerald's Game, Annihilation, and The Ring 2, if we concur that Empire probably meant to put The Ring 1 on their list and not its much shitter sequel. On average, Luke scores ever so slightly more generously than Ben, averaging at a B versus Ben's B-. The horror hangout guys tend to score quite close to the universal measure of film success that is IMDb's scale, awarding films on average a score of 7.5, which is 0.1 higher than the site's ubiquitous 7.4 rating. They are far less generous, however, than the critics over on Rotten Tomatoes, and they score an average of 11% lower than people on that site. Inclusive of films listed to watch in the top 50 but not yet rated on the podcast as yet, the podcast has slash will feature the largest number of films from the 2010s, 11 movies, closely followed by the 2000s and the 1970s with 10 movies each. Mr. Ben Arrington's fabled cliffs of quality, which tumble headlong into the sea of disinterest, occur from 1930, with films dragging themselves back out to an acceptable level as of 1960. The exception, of course, being 1942, which triumphantly spikes out of this sea of disinterest thanks to the Luke Condor spire of cinematic perfection, a phenomenon created by the movie Cat People, which, despite being the only movie re- reviewed on the list from the 1940s, has an unprecedented score at the time of A- from Luke, making the 1940s, statistically speaking, the best decade of horror movies overall, scoring an average of 83%. Lagging ever so slightly behind the decade of cinematic perfection, which is the 1940s inspired by the success of Cat People, the 1970s follow with an average movie combined score from the two guys of 82%. Perhaps surprisingly though, Cat People isn't the film that almost broke up the band. Even Ben gave the film a B, making it a film he enjoyed statistically more than several others, including The Fog, The Others and Don't Look Now. The most polarising film the guys have watched so far was Dracula 1958, which Luke graded B-, while Ben rated a D. Of the 50 episodes so far, the guys have been joined by guests no less than 8 times, although 6 of those times were me. Moving on to best and worst, let's start with Luke's top 3. His highest rated film on the list so far was Let the Right One In, and he has a tie for second place between 28 Days Later and The Wicker Man. 10 movies are tied for the next place, including Cat People. Luke's joint worst movie were The Ring 2 and 13 Ghost, just behind them also joint The Bride of Frankenstein and Deep Blue Sea. Ben's favourite movies to date have been joint again, The Exorcist and 28 Days Later, 
followed by a list of five films tied for third place, including Kill List, Blair Witch, and the new Stephen King's It. Ben's worst films are those that languish in the sea of disinterest, off the edges of the cliffs of quality, his worst movie ever being Dracula from 1931, and his almost worst movies just behind that tied Dracula 1958, The Devil Rides Out, and The Bride of Frankenstein. Combining the guys' individual scores together, we have currently a tie for first place between Let the Right One In and 28 Days Later, followed just behind by The Exorcist. And finally, the guys' combined worst rating so far is tied between The Ring 2 and 13 Ghost, just behind that, Dracula 1931, and The Bride of Frankenstein. So, thank you very much to Mr. Spreadsheets. Thanks, Andy. Lovely. Mr. Spreadsheets. So, your top three. Um, what are your top yes. three films? So, my top three. So, number one and number two are joint top, because I think I gave them both um, a A+, plus, of an extremely generous A+. Plus. Uh, so, it's The Exorcist and 28 Days Later. That's my top, top two. Uh, yeah. Number three, I've got five films tied, apparently, which I think, like, it's just an... I must obviously must be an A. Um, but doesn't, Andy hasn't written down what five they are, but I could have a quick look. But it's, it includes it includes Kill List, The Blair Witch Project, and the new the new It, which I gave an A. Yeah, would you still in hold a, that A? Maybe, maybe an A minus in yeah. hindsight. Oh, that's but, um, that's what we have to say. So I'm, I'm now thinking it was okay. <laughs> yeah, I think like there was a lot of hype surrounding that film yeah. at the time. Yeah, I'm, I I get swept up in it. Yeah, difficult I not guess, to sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I get so swept up in it. Uh, yeah, so my worst, uh, my worst movie was 1931 Dracula, and almost worst, Tied, uh, Dracula 1958, The Devil's Rides. You hate Act, Dracula and, <laughs> and and Bride of Frankenstein. Clearly, there was like yeah. a theme, a theme there. Yeah. Um. So then, what's your well, your top three? Number one has been Let the Right One In, and then number two and three were Tied. Twenty eight days later, in The Wicker Man. Um. Yeah, 20 Days is good. I forgot about Kill List. That's like great. I really enjoyed watching that again. Um, yeah. Our combined best has been Let the Right One in 20 Days Later at number one, Tide. And at number three, The Exorcist. That's interesting. I'm not When I think about the best films we've watched, The Exorcist isn't coming to mind right away. Yeah, mm. we were pretty high on that. I did, yeah. I did give an A+, plus, so we probably took everything the right wor- up. The <laughs> worst movie we rated was The Ring 2. And 13 Ghosts Tied, Almost Worst, Dracula 1931 and Bride of Frankenstein. Oh, well. Again, probably me bringing it down there. <laughs> yeah, that's weird, 13 Ghosts. That was one where we were like, yeah, let's watch 13 Ghosts. Oh, yeah, that's great, that film, isn't it? And then we watched it, we were like, yeah, it's pretty awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not aged that well. But um, I still want to watch, what was the other one that came out around that time from the same company? House, House, on, Haunt- no, House, on, Haunted, House on Haunted Hill, yeah. The remake got- of that, yeah. Because I remember really liking that as a kid. Mm. So yeah, I'd like to watch that again. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I think that's that's us done for today. Yeah. Very nice. It's been interesting to look back, but now yeah, we must look forward to the final <laughs> 10. To the final 10. Maybe we could put like a screenshot of this um, uh, this spreadsheet somewhere for somebody to, for p- people to look at. Yeah. Um, or like a version of a spreadsheet. But because there's it's quite extensive what's there. You yeah, I mean? there's you... a lot of averages for deck per decade. <laughs> um, I mean it's it's great stuff. It's it's phenom- phenomenal work. Yeah. Um, 
maybe once we've done the entire 50, we'll do a, a similar thing again, just to sort of see if anything's changed. So these top 10, they've got to be good. Like, they've got to, you know, mess They better be good. <laughs> um, next week, we'll be, join- we'll be watching Jaws, I believe. Yeah. And uh, Sharky. Yeah. Sharky. Um, anything else to say? That's it, mate. <laughs> cool. Uh, this show is brought to you by Hawk and Cleaver. Head over to hawkandcleaver.com and grab a free book. Become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash hawkandcleaver. Thanks to Cobach Cowman for our theme music. Thanks to ACAST for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners who enjoyed the show. Give us a five star rating review on iTunes and remember to hit subscribe. Thanks to my co host Ben for being a real horror dude. Thank you very much, Luke. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.